Hey there, John from fatsuckblog.com. Today I'm going to present on my four-step method for picking a niche and launching a site. Before I get into that, though, I should just tell you this presentation is sponsored by Ezoic, which will help you monetize almost any niche with display ads using its machine learning, which basically split tests hundreds and thousands of different ad configurations on your site for the highest revenue possible. You also have some really cool ad revenue analytics to check out to see how much individual articles are earning from which countries. A lot of data you don't get with AdSense. So check out Ezoic today. The concept that I follow for choosing a niche is can be summed up with four words and that is go broad and dig deep. Okay, I like to kick off a niche planning for expansion. Now, basically, that is distinguished from a type of site that's very narrow in focus that potentially e even will actually be finished. And by finish, I mean you basically cover all the topics within a very focused niche and the site is done, maybe with the exception of some updates. That's not an approach I take. I, it is a valid approach. There are a lot of really great sites out there that are focused on something very, very specific. But this presentation is about what I do and my preference uh, and what I do with growing niche sites, and that is to go broad and dig deep. So um, part of it, and this is very important, is choosing the right domain name for this approach. Okay, so I have a couple examples. Uh, one would be if you're going to go in the automobiles niche, which is a very, very broad niche. It's a sector. Okay, when I'm talking about, when I say niche here, it really is a sector. There's lots of niches within that. A good domain for automobiles would be autobuddy.com. I don't know if it's available or not, but it's broad. It gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of how you approach that, that niche. You could go into, into trucks, you can go into cars, you can go into a particular type of cars, so on and so forth. A bad uh, domain, in my view, and with the approach that I take here, would be minivancentral.com, for example. And the reason I say that is, is that's going to hedge you into only covering minivans really i mean it would kind of look weird if you started writing about motorcycles on a on a domain with minivancentral.com so re, re, you know regardless what your intention is if your intention is to only cover minivans uh, in my view i would still register something broader just in case because you don't know two years in a what if they don't make minivans in three years that's the end of the site right not likely they're popular but i'm just saying Okay, so you want options. So regardless of how you want to tackle a niche, maybe you want, you already know you're going to be very, very focused with how you're going to approach your site and you have no plans to expand. In my view, even if that were the case, I would go with something broader, at least as a domain name, to give you options down the road. Step one, choose a vertical. All right, I, I will refer to these as niches, but they're really verticals because there's a lot of niches inside of these. Uh, to multiple, you can really, really niche down multiple layers. Okay, so uh, basically this list is your main verticals. There, there might be a few others, but generally speaking, when we're talking about topics you could publish a site about would be tech, vehicles or transportation, sports, home, beauty, travel, news, which encompasses all types of news. I would even lump like celebrity stuff in there. Business, money uh, would be kind of one of the, one of the same. A lot of, lot of approaches there. Health, fitness, again, huge. Relationships, self-improvement. Self-improvement might even be lumped under health, 
possibly. You got a psychological angle. You got a lot of different angles there. Entertainment, very broad. Food, fashion, science, history, religion, pets, hobbies, politics, law, parenting, philosophy, writing. There may be some others, but those are your big topics. Those are your sectors. That's where you're going to start. That's where you're going to, that's the level at which I would register a domain name. And if I wanted to focus down, then I would. And in fact, every every niche site I've started, I, I started in a very focused area. I mean, you, you got to pick to start somewhere, right? You're going to start with one article. You're going to start with a, perhaps a very tightly clustered topic and expand from there. All I'm saying is, I like to have options down the road. Now, there are exceptions, okay? There are always exceptions. Hobbies is an exception, and the reason I say that is, is a multi-hobby site is not gonna look that good. The, the person who publishes a hobby site is really, either either they are, and, and hopefully they are passionate and into the particular hobby that they're writing about, whether it's knitting or sewing or model trains or so forth. You're into it, you're gonna be, that's what you're doing. That's why it's kind of almost like a passion site even though they can make a lot of money and be a really, really good business. So generally speaking, I would say a hobby site needs to zone in on a particular hobby. Now, you could, I, I believe, in theory, hire multiple writers. All of those different writers have their own passion and particular hobby and create a multi-hobby site. I think you'd have to explain on the about page and, and maybe even in the sidebar why it covers multiple hobbies and I think you'd get away with it if you explained it and you hired experts who could really really write well about those individual hobbies. Another approach on the multi-hobby side would be doing very tightly related hobbies something like quilting, sewing, and knitting. I think those could make sense uh, in one niche site. I think a lot of people who quilt are good at sewing or at least no sewing and possibly knit. You know, some people do all of them. So I think that could work as well. When you are choosing a vertical or a niche, some of those big ones we just listed out there, you need to think about and ask yourself the revenue potential and the strategy consideration. And by strategy, I mean, are you how are you going to monetize this? Is it going to be affiliate marketing? Is it going to be display ads? Will it be both of those? Are you going to sell products as a dropshipper e-commerce? Are you going to sell info, uh, info products or courses or whatever? You need to think about what you prefer to do to generate revenue. My preference is display ads, and that gives me a lot of flexibility on how to tackle a niche. My second favorite would be affiliate marketing. Now, obviously, uh, obviously a, a, an exception to that would be fat sacks where I sell a few courses and I, I do affiliate marketing. There's no display ads on there uh, in terms of like uh, header bidding networks and that sort of thing. So, but other than that, all my other niche sites are monetized with primarily display ads and then affiliate marketing. Okay, so when you're thinking about this, you need to really consider the potential for each, right? So if, if we're going to consider a history niche, which is a huge niche, fun niche, I'm into history, I wouldn't launch a site on it just because I don't think it's very commercially viable. I don't, I'm not that passionate about it. Is It's not going to be good for affiliate marketing at all, at least not from an angle I can think of. Maybe there's some eBooks out there you, you could promote, but I just don't see it happening. But you could monetize it with display ads. If you're a PhD or, or very authoritative within it, you might be able to sell some Kindle books or eBooks. But at the end of the day, it's a display ad play. On the flip side, business niches, many of them could be very, very good for affiliate marketing. Same with the various health niches, particularly fitness, weight loss, bodybuilding, 
anything like that. Lots of affiliate opportunities there. In fact, they're probably so good you wouldn't even put display ads on the site, possibly. So you have to think about what your strategy is. You've got to be realistic when you're thinking about the sector that you're going to go into, what your real opportunities are for monetizing. If you hate the idea of monetizing with display ads, you need to cross all the sectors off your list, your short list, that display ads is really your only option and zone in on the ones with good affiliate marketing potential. You need to also consider your revenue per thousand visitors consideration, especially if you're thinking about the, the ad, display ad monetization option because not all sectors are created equal here. And I learned this the hard way. I uh, Several years ago, I bought a site it had decent traffic, great content. It was in the movie reviews niche, and it earned a pittance per thousand visitors. I didn't realize that. You know, I just live and learn, right? So you need to be realistic about what your particular niche could earn. If there's a lot of commercial viability within it, there's a lot of stuff that people are buying, and they they visit and read about this information, and there's a chance that they're going to you know click one of the ads that one of the merchants are putting on your site. They're going to buy something it has high commercial viability but if it's something like history you know really people are reading history they're not really going to be clicking ads and, and going to go buy something that's the thing history is probably a very very low revenue per thousand visitors that doesn't mean you shouldn't go into it if, if that's your thing and you think you can drive a lot of traffic then it could still be very well worth it and that's the opposite end of the formula right if if it's not very lucrative per thousand visitors you need to look at okay well how much potential traffic is there if, if you can get re realistically in a few years millions of page views per month that can make up for your low revenue per thousand visitors the other consideration is you have to assess your ability to what i call knock it out of the park can you cover the vertical well are you writing the content if so can you do a really good job. Can you write content better than the other sites? Do you have ideas or angles that are different than the other sites? Can you establish credibility and authority with the content that you publish on the site? If you can say yes to these, these questions, then it's a good opportunity for you, okay? Now, some verticals are more susceptible to these questions than others, right? We, you know, in 2018, Google release what's been referred to as the EAT or EAT algo update and basically sites that are focused on health and money are generally quite sensitive to this in that Google's looking for sites with, with writers and authors that can demonstrate they are experts in the, in the arena. For example, health, that there's some level of, of doctor over uh, overview or reviewing the content and so forth and needs to be able to give those trust signals to Google that these are legit sites. I don't know how Google figures this out. I mean, they, they obviously got some some way they're doing it. Uh, I'm not in the health niche. I would never go into the health niche just because of this because uh, you know I'm not a medical doctor, so there's just not a chance I'd be able to you know, establish those trust signals. Money sites, that's a different matter. I kind of have some credentials that might work. Uh, you know, I've got a got a business degree and a law degree so maybe that would work i haven't really gone into that other than fat stacks but it's it's a possibility now if you're planning on hiring writers you need to find out whether you can actually hire writers that will knock it out of the park can you find the writers that are going to do write really good content 
on the topics that you want or within the vertical that you've chosen. Okay, for, for example, it's happened that I had no, no intention to cover particular topics on my new sites, but it just so happened I, I, I you know, bumped into or found some writers with various sources that I use for content who could write really well on a particular topic. And, and, and then it occurred to me, it's like, well, that's great because they, they're experts. They, they could write really great content for this particular niche site of mine. I had no intention of going there, but because they can do such a good job, I'm going to do it because any, any time that I have an opportunity to publish content better, way above average, and, and hopefully even better than anything out there, that's a good opportunity to take advantage of. It's not always going to work, but you know, the odds are, the odds are, are better than, you know, if you're just, you know, guessing and, and not taking that expert approach. Okay, that's a wrap on step one. There's a lot to step one. It's a, it's a big decision choosing your vertical and to assess it. Okay. Okay. Now, assume you've, you've chosen a sector or, or a vertical and you playing around and found a good, dom good broad domain name. Step two is what I call plant a few trees, but dig deep. Okay. So it's time to publish content. And my approach is to plant a few trees and, but to dig deep. And what this means is I choose a few topics within the vertical and publish a cluster series on each of those topics. I'm kind of experimenting. I, I, I want to, I'm kicking the tires. I, I want to find out where I can gain some traction within the niche. And I'm going to try to do my best, obviously to really publish excellent content. I also go after very low competition keywords. When a site is new, there is, the, you know, unless you are going to do some aggressive link building and you're expert in that, which I'm not, I don't do, you're going to have to go for the really low hanging fruit, low competition, low search keywords to try to get some traffic after a few months and then build up from there. And that's my approach. So I'm going to, I'm going to really look for some pretty obscure topics and I want to hopefully be able to cover them from a unique or a personal angle that's going to differentiate the site out of the gates from the others in the sector. So why would I cover multiple topics out of the gate? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be better off to just choose one and just go full on 50, 100 articles on the one specific topic within the sector? There's a good argument for that to be made, but but here's been my experience. And I'm only, I'm only this entire presentation is based on what I do. It's not the only way all right, this is not the only way to approach choosing a niche and starting a site or even how to build a site. This is what I do. Okay, the reason I like hitting multiple topics over the first few months of a site is because I never really know what Google is going to favor the site for. It, it, it's an attempt to see what sticks. And the only reason I, I come up with this is it's based on experience. I My biggest niche site, I, I started, I had this plan for it. I knew what I wanted to do with it. And I launched it and... I really wasn't getting a whole lot of search traffic for it after quite some time. But I, I during that process, I published on a, on a couple of other no, fairly obscure topics, not super obscure, but uh, that other sites weren't really covering well. And I didn't really know that. I didn't even actually do a whole lot of keyword research way back then. But I, uh, I covered it just because I, I thought it made sense for the niche. And I covered these and they started doing really well. And so that fortunately, I had the, the foresight to ditch what I was doing, at least for the time being, I returned to that, but ditch at the time being. And I focused on those, that one topic that started outperforming everything else. And it was really outperforming. Like Google was sending a decent amount of traffic to this. I think I had maybe two or three articles, maybe four on that. 
And since then, I have completely exhausted that topic uh, as much as I can. There's d dozens uh, I've covered it over the years. And it's not even that big of a topic. And I get a lot of traffic to that cluster. And what that taught me was is, well, you never really know what, what Google is going to like your site for. So experiment. Throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks. So try a, a, a variety of different topics when you're starting a niche. And don't just do one article. you got to do, you got to do a few, I think. I, I think I got lucky with the very few that I had. But in my view, it seems, you know, try to cover a topic reasonably well, the series of articles, and then try another one. Uh, that's a little bit different, and and hopefully after a few months, you're gonna one one is one is gonna perform better than the others. They're not they're not all gonna equally perform over time. One is gonna outperform, and when you see that one that's outperforming, that's when you go in and you cover everything you possibly can about that topic because you might as well, right? Google's basically telling you, hey, we like your site for this very specific topic. And that means chances are, if you cover it more in depth and even maybe go a little bit more laterally with very closely related topics, that you have a better chance than not to continue growing that traffic. So step three, plant more trees. In other words, pursue more topics. While you are carpet bombing your winning topics, and, and it may just be one topic, you know, it may be only one topic for the first several, several months within the vertical. Continue publishing a few small clusters targeting other topics. Again, you constantly want to test. I have a lot of topics on my niche sites that do nothing. All right, they, they're just duds. They don't get much traffic at all, and it was just a waste. But I have quite a few winners as well, and I wouldn't have found the winners had I not tried a bunch of different stuff. It took throwing out a bunch of losers, publishing on a bunch of topics that didn't work to find the winners, all right? And it's the same here. And it's harder when you start. When you're starting, you're working in a vacuum. You, you have nothing, no data to base on. So once you find one topic that's winning, hit it hard, but continue to experiment. Throw a few more out there, a few more clusters, and see if anything sticks after a few months. And, and once another one does, zone in on that and really, really publish a lot targeting that specific topic. And just keep doing this over and over and over. And, and I want to note that when you launch a new site, it's going to take months to get any sort of traffic from Google. It really is. If you're in a Pinterest-friendly niche, that can happen faster. Uh, if you are good on Facebook or whatever, there, there are other avenues for faster traffic. But generally speaking, at least for me, the long-term best, most consistent traffic is Google search. It just takes several, several months for that to happen. Six, six generally even just to really see anything meaningful and, and more uh, for, you know, it also depends on much content. I mean, if you launch a site with, you know, 1,500 articles published, probably going to get some pretty good results fairly quickly, but that's also going to cost you quite a bit of money if you outsourced all that. Step four, build authority for exponential growth. Okay, traffic drives traffic. And what I mean by that is when, when you get traffic, even just a little bit, you're going to start attracting links. In other words, you can't attract natural links unless you have traffic because no other sites have found you. There are lots of other publishers and small business sites out there that are constantly looking for good sources to link to. They really are. I, I, I link out to different sites every day with my content and because I want to link out to additional resources or I got to give attribution because I, I sourced a, a fact or a piece of information from those sites. Link 
external link building or outbound link building is happening all the time naturally it really does and so unless you have traffic you're not going to get any but once you start getting a little bit of traffic wow you might all of a sudden get your first inbound link and then another and when you start getting those links even if it's slowly your authority builds and as your authority builds you're able to rank for more competitive keywords now this is all very slow process i don't I, I, when i talk about it it sounds like this happens very quickly but it's not the case it's slow it's a self fueling cycle though right you get some traffic you get some links you get more traffic you get more links and on and on it goes and so you want to build this authority up over time so let's dive into an example here okay i want to use the example let's say the tech sector is something you've wanted to go into and i think the tech sector is pretty good i'm not super experienced with it but i think it's i think it's quite good it's very competitive because there's a lot of people who are really in tech and like to write about it but anyway, I do think there are some angles you could go into it. And if you do a really, really good job, you can you can break into it. So let's example of a bad domain uh, for a tech site would be, let's say, SheetsHQ.com. All right. As in Google Sheets. Let's say you wanted to let's say you wanted to start a site and you love Google Sheets and you know a ton about it. And you've got a whole bunch of tutorials you could do and videos and long form tutorial blog posts. And you want to get started with Google Sheets tutorials. Okay, SheetsHQ.com, in my view, is not a great domain. You're basically hedged in. You're stuck with basically covering Google Sheets. All right. A good domain would be something like TechTitan.com. Okay, it's, it's clearly about tech, but that's about it. It's broad. You can pretty much cover anything related to tech. And so, including Google Sheets. So, you could go with TechTitan and kick off and do an entire series on sheets because that's your intention anyway and if you never go beyond covering google sheets that's that's fine too it still works but if you want to potentially go into maybe uh, google uh, slides or whatever right google docs you can and then you can go beyond that you can go into tech gadgets and on and on and on all right so an initial cluster example of topics that you could consider for a tech site would be something like uh, the google sheets tutorials but then you could go and do some maybe some google pixel phone how to's or tutorials maybe you have the google pixel phone it's a relatively new smartphone within the industry i don't have one i'm thinking of getting it next i'm actually thinking of moving away from apple ecosystem into google entirely um, we'll see what happens but you could do a lot of how to's with the google pixel phone and perhaps you could start a series off on Google Chromebook how-tos. So they're all kind of related in terms of that they're Google products, but they're very, very different products in that, you know, somebody's looking for Google Sheets tutorials, very, very unlikely that they're also interested in the Pixel. So they're, they're also quite, quite separate uh, as topics. That's my approach. It's a four-step approach. There's obviously steps within each that you need to consider uh, before choosing a niche but really don't complicate it too much especially when you're at step one stage when you're choosing a vertical because here's the thing any one of these verticals you can make money in some more than others some are going to have a lot more traffic than others but the thing is is once you've cho chosen one of your verticals then you can dive into a very, very sub-sub-niche topic to kick off and build it out topic by topic by topic. Or stay within one topic and become the absolute authority within a very specific topic. There's lots of avenues for this. Again, this is my approach to how I launch niche sites. It's not the only way. Thanks for listening.